And now, live, from a fishing trawler in the North Atlantic, the 200% podcast, with accredited football journalist Ian King, and his pet monkey. Open wide for some soccer! Hello pod fans, and welcome to 200% podcast number 320. 320. Yeah, it sounds more exciting than it actually is, doesn't it? The number 320. It does a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I thought it might be the, the next one. Oh, well, yeah, the next Blast one, football in space. <laughs> yeah, three, 320 flatters to deceive a little yeah. bit. 321, though. Ted Rogers. Or, I mean, already we've got our theme sorted out for next week. Yeah. We do age ourselves, don't we? Well, I, I never really watched 3 2 1. I did. As we've previously discussed on, I can't remember how many 3 2 1 podcasts we've done. It feels <laughs> like a lot. I think it might only be one. It might only be one. And it was in the advent calendar last year. And I hated it. Oh dear. So, uh, not only do I not watch 321, I will not be seeking out any more 321. Oh, all right. But I am I am aware of the concept of 321. Yeah. And next week's podcast, no doubt, will have its own nifty finger gesture. Is it going to be a... We could do a complete episode of 321. Well, we could, I suppose. I mean, it would be keeping in, in with the festive spirit. Yeah, let's uh, let, let's let's think on that for a bit and see what we can come up with. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, three hundred and twenty. Three hundred and twenty. Oh, no, I wasn't actually stalling. Okay, three hundred and twenty hardy souls. Three hundred and twenty of the hardiest souls. Actually, not particularly because this is Tuesday, the first of September, twenty twenty. Oh, well. Oh, well, that's a day you can almost remember. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a day, it it has its own challenges, I suppose, in terms of it being 2020. I I don't remember where I was that day. I can tell you where I wasn't, though. Yep. I wasn't at Ashington 2, Ghoul AFC 1, the FA Cup Extra Preliminary Round. Goal scorers, all three goals in the first half. <laughs> this is a good name, actually. Opening the scoring after 16 minutes from the penalty spot. Max Calburn. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Calburn to the max from the, pe- <laughs> the, max. From the penalty spot. The equaliser, four minutes later for Ghoul, by Reagan Woud. <laughs> Don't know. W A U D. Wood. Um, don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Let's stick. Let's stick with Wild. I quite like Wild. Reagan Wild. So Calburn to the max, and then Wild by <laughs> then then Wild by Wild by the Reagan guns. Well, whoever whoever scored the winning goal has got a lot to compete with. Jack Butler. Oh. Straight out of on the buses. <laughs> <laughs> the actual hybrid of um I don't even know what his first name is. What is it? Is it Stan Butler? I think it is and Stan. I, I I'm I'm not sure I've ever watched an episode of On the Buses. Yeah, and Jack the other bloke. So there you go. They're not quite as spectacular as Max Calburn or Reagan Wowd, but uh Jack no. Butler out of On the Buses with the what turned out to be the winning goal. I'll get you Butler. I'll get you Butler indeed. This week, we, as promised, are going to touch on the subject of football and video games. Yeah. Because we're down with video games, we're down with the kids. Well, that, Before about, we get uh, to uh, that... Hold on there. 
Right. Yeah. Hold on there a minute. Okay. I was thinking about this a cu- yep. couple of nights ago. The video games ain't a kid's thing. Ah, uh, alright. They're just not. The spread of use, I'm pretty certain, is quite even up to people about my age and maybe a bit older. Yeah, I, I would I say think that. you have to it, go... It, it's fair. And yeah, because fair. we're the people who were there when it first turned up. Yeah, you know. people older than us look down on games as well, they, being they may, mere frippers. They may or may not do, but, you know, the, the truth of the matter is that they're dying off faster than we are. So Thanks, COVID-19. Well, no, you know, just, just across the board. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's that, true. That's, that's, that's just the, the passage of time. That is the passage of time. You have to be late middle-aged now to yeah. remember a childhood in which video games weren't a thing. Yeah, they must have sucked. I mean, I am, as I've mentioned on this before, more or less the same age as Pong. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously you are associated with the word Pong quite a lot. Shut your stupid mouth. But no, but you know, I was six or seven, maybe, when the Atari Twenty Six Hundred came out. I was ten when the ZX Spectrum came out. It was as much a part of my, you know, I'm not an elderly gamer. I'm I'm somebody who, for whom it's just been there their entire life, almost exactly the same. You only have to be like five years younger than me or maybe 10 years younger than me, and you can't remember a life without it. Anyway, before we get to video gaming... Yes? I thought it might be a good idea to afford you the opportunity to hold forth any relevant opinions on the matters of moment in football, what matches you may have seen over the weekend, and any uh, issues arising. Well, I ended up, actually, not watching any football on Sunday. Right, what? But then I had to write something about Spurs. So first thing Monday morning, I, I dug out the night before's match of the day and, uh, and and watched that match of the day too. I watched three games on Saturday. I watched West Ham versus Chelsea, which was a very good game. Newcastle versus Burnley, which was a very peculiar game because... Yes. They're both really bad. You know, all, all are, this yeah, yeah. Newcastle celebrating this win is all very well. But they got the goal because the Burnley goalkeeper, Nick Pope, just made an absolute hash of coming to collect a cross. And both teams were really as bad as each other. There was, There yeah. really isn't much, on the basis of those two matches, there isn't really much between Newcastle, Norwich and Burnley. So that was the the big takeaway from that one. The West Ham Chelsea game was the West Ham Chelsea game. Everybody knows about that. I don't need my opinions on it. So the only thing I would, would want to add was that I think it was picked up on TV, but I didn't hardly see any mention of it on social media. Was uh, Tony Rudiger thirty seconds in trying to lob Fabianski from like fifty yards and then running back to a position with a grin like a naughty schoolboy in his face it was it was a beautiful moment well i would imagine that tommy tickle is uh, quite strict about where people are meant to go absolutely no doubt about it and um i think if it was a player of lesser lesser ability then they would um they would run into more problems but if you're if well you're, yeah they'd, they'd spend the second half of the season on loan at reading yeah if you're tony rudiger then you can do that and he's an absolute yeah. joy to watch. He is my favourite player to watch in the Premier League. Um, he plays like he absolutely loves playing. There is this absolute joy about the way he plays the game in terms of commitment, in terms of humour, in terms of every kind of positive aspect that you want to see. I just think he's a terrific player to watch. I always wonder about defenders. Because they've got a bit of a the thin end of the wedge, you know. They've they've achieved many people's childhood dreams of becoming a professional football player, mm. but their skill set has dictated that they are a professional defender and therefore have to be responsible for all of the unglamorous stuff that a lot of people don't even particularly notice until it goes wrong. Yeah, but I mean, you know. 
Who's the most famous player in the history of football in England? Bobby Moore. Uh, Bobby Moore. Yeah. A defender. Yeah, well, well, he's a defender. Yeah, I mean, obviously, but like, like, like Antonio Rudiger, Bobby Moore had a few more strings to his bow than just uh, defending. But I'm very pleased to hear. But then, a bit, then he, you know, he enjoys tackling. And... But then, you know, you could say uh, to put it another way, it's far easier to name the two England central defenders at the 1966 World Cup final than it is to name the two that played up front. Well. I mean, I find it equally easy to name the two no, players. You know, I mean, that's I know they are. They're the bigger names, aren't they? Come on, you're not going to tell uh, me what? Jack Charlton and Bobby yeah, Moore versus, what, Roger Hunt and Jeff Hurst. And Jeff Hurst is just is only known for that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's also true. He was born the day before that match and died the day after. It was a terrible thing. Yeah, one of the one of the great tragedies of English football. No one ever talks about the day that Jeff Hurst returned to his home planet. No, I do. I do understand what you mean. I would ask you to bear in mind that I was a defender, so I can speak from well, experience yeah. on this subject. Which is that a, you've got a job to do. B, if you were better at scoring goals than defending them, you'd be do you'd be doing it. It's nothing personal. And see that, yeah, you know, you're probably not as good a player. You know, teams, most teams, the most technically skilled players are the midfield players and the attacking players because their roles demand it more. That's not to say it's like black and white. You know, this isn't a fucking zero-sum game. There are various shades of grey. You know, there are slabs of meat up front and there are (laughs) players with angels for boots in defence. That does happen. But on a standard probability bell curve, I reckon I know where it would just about sit. Yeah. One of the things that is enjoyable about defending is that there is an art to the organisation of it. The defence is a team within a team in a way that the midfield often isn't, and the attack a lot of the time isn't. Yeah, well... But the defence has to be a team every game. Yeah. And there is something very satisfying about that. And it's not like you don't ever get chances to score goals. Well, no, no. It's not impossible for that to happen. I do accept it is, you know, there is a satisfaction in doing the job yeah. you're given and doing it properly. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I have played as, dif, you know, defenders on football video games in the past and uh, enjoyed it every bit as much. Yeah, it's, as it, I it, it is. Being um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's probably a more acquired taste. Yeah. But there's plenty in it. And like I say, you know, I think that for a lot of defenders, if you're brutal with it to yourself, if you weren't defending, you wouldn't be playing in the team. <laughs> this is true. You know what was the what was the third game that you watched? We must complete the list, um, or else other pe- people are going to lose. Their yeah, minds. Watford against Man City, which was just a stroll in the park. Manchester City seldom had to break out of second gear. Oh, I had to write about that after it happened, and it was a struggle to come up with anything much coherent to say about it other than that Man City are really good Watford are a bit shit and yep. um, it probably could have quite easily been more than 3-1 and of course uh, yesterday we watched St Albans we did yeah we did. We didn't go this time no we did not go but we, no. we did watch it on the television box yeah Boreham Wood yep. versus St Albans in the grudge match of the century. Second round FA Cup match. Mm-hmm. That's the only real football I watched all weekend, if I'm honest. Yeah. Otherwise, occupied with Formula One. Yeah, it's my fifth, my, 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 my fourth game of the weekend. It's good. It was a decent they game. They gave it a go. The scoreline, I think, was a little bit flattering, you know. 
I think uh, I think Boreham Wood were very impressive. I think they they would definitely look the like the team who were in the league above. Yeah, they were very professional. Like, and, and and you can't really argue with the result. There was a mistake for the first goal, the first Boreham Wood goal, but then the the goals in the second half really there wasn't an awful lot that St Albans could have done about them. Yeah, I mean there were a couple of moments when it, the game could have spun. Um they had a you were actually in the toilet when this happened. I was having a big dump. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was you know within the first half hour. <laughs> My first half hour dump. Yeah. Very first of six that evening. <laughs> <laughs> no, the second one was a wank. Oh. <laughs> I did wonder why that was only five minutes. Yeah, and there was a bell that rang at the end. Yeah. And then twenty-five minutes of sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> And they flashed ahead of just wide, um, about you know three or four inches wide at a post from across, uh, and then in the early in the second half, was it two nil or was it one nil? I don't remember when Matey hit the underside of the crossbar with that header. I think that was I think that was at the end of the first half, so it would have been one nil. Yeah, end of the first half. So in, if they yeah. if they'd gone in level at half time, then the psychology of it could have made a difference. Ooh, but nice. I mean the. the the big drop, you know, people still get energised by falling out of League Two and into the National League. That's not really where the dividing line is anymore. The dividing line, if it's anywhere, is probably between the National League and the National League North and South. Because yeah. in the National League, the majority of clubs are professional. In the National League North and South, I think the majority of clubs are still semi-professional. Yeah, it makes a difference. Um, it, it. it makes a difference. I mean, the thing is that these two teams are second in their respective leagues, so there is exactly one division between them. Yeah. And like I say, you know, they put up a decent fight and they'll always have that, that first round win. That's that's stored now, you know. It's in the memory banks. I recorded it off iPlo. So I Oh yes. So yeah. I have a copy of it and I will have a copy of it. For so long as my hard drive doesn't fail. <laughs> and in that case, yeah. I'll probably just download it again. I mean, it's one for the record books. No longer. Yeah. I mean, and I people never... scrabble around trying to find when St. Albans City beat a league team. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have I mean, I, you know, right a there. lot of teams don't do it or they did it once in the 1920s or whatever, you know. Brighton are barely ever beaten any league teams and they're in the league. Well, Brighton, to be fair, have been very generous in the old losing to non-league teams in the FA Cup in the past. Yeah, we've, we've, they've done, done, we've done yeah, a lot they've of done, they've done their They've done their bit, to be fair. That's the much more typical experience down at this level because you're quite a long way down. It's true. By the time you get into the, the step three... So National League, National League South, and then the Southern League, Northern Premier League, and Isthmian League. You're already 67 teams down at the top of those divisions. It's crazy how many clubs there are. So loads of them have never done anything in the FA Cup. They just, as far as they're concerned, it's it's a competition that's usually over by the end of August. Speaking of teams who've never done anything in the FA Cup, Boreham Wood will play AFC Wimbledon. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I will die on I'll that. I'll tell you hill. what, it's a good job for you that St Albans didn't win. Because if we, if we <laughs> got to the third round match, you might well have done. And I know quite specifically what hill it would have been. <laughs> Would have been the one right it, by the railway station. Between the railway station not, and the football ground. <laughs> the thing is, it's not feasible for AFC Wimbledon to have won the FA Cup. Oh, God. Because, uh, well, when did it happen? Don't don't say 1988, because AFC Wimbledon didn't exist, mate. Everybody accepts this. Everybody should accept the linear nature of the, time. The history, yeah. Well, that's kind of what happened. Ah, uh, the, the 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 club histories and the records and the replica FA Cup and all this all the shit they get with it mm. is in Wimbledon Town Hall. Uh, but mm. the extra 
condition to that was that AFC Wimbledon would be allowed to list 1988 FA Cup and that uh, MK Dons agreed to drop their claim to it. It's kind of been officially decided by the only people whose opinions really matter. That's all I'm going to say about that. All I'm going to say about that. Old man shouts at clouds. Yeah. It's a case of history not being written by the winners so much as being written by the big fat nerdy losers. (laughs) God dear me. AFC Wimbledon and me. Yeah. We have got a checkered history. It's One weird, day we'll go into it. It's, it's, it's weird. It's all, it's, isn't it? It's no, because one of them mistook you for a Wimbledon supporter, but that was important. No, one of them, one of them mistook me for um, a Haven supporter. Oh, for a Haven Oh, is that, that's what it was then? Well, it's that, but also, I, this oh, whole, God, don't, we won no, the don't, FA don't, Cup don't. in 1988 thing is. <laughs> It's beyond the pale. I don't care what anyone says. Marty McFly couldn't have made AFC Wimbledon with the FA Cup in 1988. I won't join in when you die on that hill, but um, I'll (laughs) I'll probably video it and put it on YouTube. (laughs) That is all anyone could hope for. Great control. Set play, bending, brilliant. Precise pass, goal. Video games. Yes. This week you have been playing and writing about eFootball, the latest in a long line of exciting titles from Konami. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's a bit of a strange one because I saw the story about two months ago, something like that. And I was like, that's a really interesting story. And I haven't seen anything about it. These games are fucking massive. You know, FIFA and Pro Evolution Soccer are fucking massive franchises. Yeah. And the basis of this story basically is that they're going to stop making Pez and turn it into a free... At the point of purchase yeah. game yeah. called eFootball. Called eFootball 2022. Yeah. And so they launched the game at the start of September. And it is completely and utterly broken. Completely yeah. broken. The game was free to play, but with very, very limited options. Otherwise, you had to buy these packs. And, and this is a Konami thing. They want in on the microtransactions thing and i don't actually necessarily think there's anything wrong with the free to play and then microtransactions model as long as they're not as as long as they're not charging you hundreds of quid um then i don't really see anything wrong with it it's when you get into the things like the loot boxes that there's a real serious issue but isn't it the case that with the basic one there's only about eight playable teams there's yeah i i think it's nine teams are they all uh, international teams? No, they're all club teams. Oh, God. They are... Let me see if I can remember all of them. Manchester United, Arsenal. Okay. Barcelona. Ra- oh, okay. Real Madrid. Yeah. I think PSG. Bayern Munich. And then there's two South American. Flamengo uh... and Palmeiras. Okay, so it's it's the teams they could they had the licenses for. Well, no, it's no, state. you know, it's a, it's a base, it's the base pack, you know. Um, if you yeah. want to add to it, you have to buy the DLC, and that costs. I think there's a, the like the base, the base <laughs> eight hundred. No, I think it was thirty two quid, <laughs> something like that. Thirty one, thirty two quid, <laughs> something like that. So kind of getting but, on for full game price. But that doesn't make the game play any better, does it? It that doesn't. Just adds no, it just adds. Uh, yeah, and the thing is that I haven't really been critical of that side of it because, like I say, this is the free-to-play version. If you think of it as being not much more than a demo, then you know, fair enough. But the thing is that this demo 
is absolutely and utterly broken. And furthermore, they're taking money for downloadable content, which some of which can't even be used yet. Because the features yeah. for it haven't been built into the game because it's been it's been released in such a broken state, in such a like unfinished state. You know, there are whole bits of it that are missing. So the game I you know, it ended up with the worst ever score on Steam and one of the lowest ever scores on Metacritic for a video game. This is a huge football franchise. You know, it's it's not as big as FIFA. FIFA rules the roost. But, you know, if football and video games had a local derby, then this is Manchester United against Liverpool, Rangers against Celtic, Bayern Munich against Dortford, uh, Dortmund, and Barcelona against Real Madrid rolled into one. You know, it's the effectively the only one yeah. that matters. If it was uh, Pez, it probably would be Dortford because they yeah, don't Dortford. have the licenses to all yeah, the teams. Yeah, but, the but the, it's it's astonishing that that they scored this huge own goal, particularly as as we all know, they already had a game engine. Because yeah. this is the thing that I can't get my head around. You know, they seem to have rebuilt it from the base up. And um, and so, I I I I got to thinking about this, and um, I downloaded it, and I th- and I figured I'm going to pitch this. I'm going to you know I'll give it a go, and I pitched it, having played it, and I said, and when I when it came back, I was like, oh my god, you, you can I please? I need I want to write about this game. <laughs> I just. It's, it's a real, and I and I promise you, it's a really interesting story as well. And she was like, "Okay, yeah, fine." Um, and the thing is that the game has had a lot of the most heinous things that were wrong with it fixed. There's no doubt about that. But there was still so much more wrong with it than I thought there would be. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess um, so. I mean, I guess that in every time you play it, you're going to notice something new, like a bizarro world spinal tap. Graphically, it looks like a very, very early stage PS3 game. Well, again, you see, because there was nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong with the graphics on the old PES games. There was nothing wrong with the graphics. There was nothing wrong with the match engine. There was nothing wrong yeah, with but no, no, no. functionality. It's, it's, it's what what I mean is that in terms of how sophisticated the graphics are, it's yeah. the the crowd um, looks terrible. It's just like the same few characters rendered over and over. There's times when they're just like it's just like a flat image, you know. Well, um, yeah, I mean they used to do that on PlayStation One. Titles, yeah, so you so. know, going back, yeah, even older. So overall, it looks this weird hybrid of ultra modern and incredibly dated. It's really very strange. <laughs> the players come out afterwards and give a post-match interview, you know, and it's just like a kind of like a cutscene sort of thing at the end of the game. But and the first game that came out that, that I finished, Cristiano Ronaldo came out and did the interview. And I wow. and I thought he wouldn't dress like that. And anyway, I played another game, and the bloke came out at the end of that to give the interview, and I forget who it was, but it was wearing exactly the same suit, cut in exactly the same way. So they'd literally just taken the head and plonked it on well. this um, on 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 this template, and it, and, it, and it was just so lazy and shoddy. Yeah, the AI is all knackered. Um, players, <laughs> players will just do things that aren't quite right. There was one bit in one game that I was playing where a player got the ball from, a, and it'd been like a corner or a free kick or something. The ball was, you know, we were my team was in a defensive position, and it bounced to this guy on the 
right hand side of the penalty area, right on the line. And I just wanted him to, um, well, it was it was a computer player, sorry. And I just thought, well, he's just going to welly that into the stand, isn't he? No, and instead, he turned inside and did this little mazy diagonal run. And because the tackling thing is broken, my players as well, my players couldn't <laughs> get the ball off him. But he ended up doing this sort of mazy diagonal run across the edge of the penalty area into the same position on the other side and then booted it into touch on the other side. <laughs> there was another bit where by the end of one game, there were about, there were about 10 minutes, 15 minutes to play and I was just trying to get, I was just trying to get good like pictures. And um, so I just kept passing the ball just the, the the goalkeeper just passing the ball out and not going for it or anything. And I did that about three times. And about the third time, I I think it was the third time I did it, I passed out to one of the defenders who just got it under control and stood there with it. And nobody came in to tackle him. Yeah. And I looked up at the clock and there were 11 minutes to play and he stood there with the ball with no tackle for the whole 11 minutes plus the five minutes stoppage time at the end of the game. Asselin, Asselin. And then at the end of the game because his team was losing, I should point out, it was my team so obviously it was losing. At the end of the game, he fell to his knees. <laughs> Like Jack Charlton at the yeah. end of the 1966. Yeah, having just stood there with the ball completely motionless for 16 minutes. The controls are terrible. They've got two speeds, which is normal, I should yeah, point out. Yeah. You know, jog and sprint. Well, if you press for them to sprint and you take your finger off, they just keep sailing past whatever it is they're supposed to go to you know they you're hoping that they'll go to um it takes them about like two or three seconds to slow down to to like practically a, a like a walking pace or to a stop but then if they're jogging if you take your finger off the direction button they just stop completely dead <laughs> it's, and it's quite jarring having to go from one to the other when, like, the controls in FIFA are a completely natural feeling. You know, you don't even think about it. They've got that ever-so-slight sponginess to them. Well, yeah. And again, PES, in its uh, more recent iterations, had perfectly... Like last year. Had perfectly fine controls as well. In fact, one of the reasons that FIFA's controls have become so dominant is because they essentially borrowed the control scheme yeah. from Pez. Yeah. So why why Pez have now or rather Konami have now decided to row back on everything that they've achieved to create this crystalline turd. Yeah, well I mean we all know that Konami is a company with a history of making mistakes. Um, well, yeah. Uh, so it's almost unsurprising, but I find it staggering that you could take something that was successful. I mean, you know, let's be clear and say that this wasn't an even-handed local rivalry. You know, FIFA dominated the sales. Oh, and yeah, and Pez were always punching. Yeah. Above their weight in terms yeah. of, you know, having a f- only a very few licenses yeah. and so forth. But they did sell tens of millions of copies of it. You know, it's just that yeah. FIFA sold hundreds of millions, probably, or whatever. You know, it, it, sold, it sold a lot more. But that reason, of course, that they sold all those copies was there were some people who just swore by Pez, said it was the better game, it played better. Um... And- this is now just, I mean, well, it's one for the history books. Well, really. it, 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 it was true to a point, to a point in time. Um, the Pez generation of PS2 games were so much better than their FIFA equivalents that it wasn't funny. Um, yeah. However, 
when the first Pro Evolution came out on the PS3, and that was, uh, I think, Pro Evolution Soccer 2008. And actually, somebody did mention this to me in Twitter, on, on Twitter when I said that we were doing old video games, but I actually mentioned this like a couple of weeks ago. So uh, it might have been forgotten by now. But he mentioned this, which was that the first version of Pro Evolution on the PS3 stank. It was shit. It looked absolutely <laughs> terrible. Uh, you remember how the very first PS3 games... Uh, Sometimes the graphics had this kind of outliney look to them, like they'd yeah. just been kind of stamped on. It was it was re- it was kind of crude looking. Mm. Yeah, Pez two thousand and eight had that, and it just looked. I remember getting it, and I got the PS three, and you know that's quite exciting, and uh, and I and I got it, and I put it on. And I was like, this is bullshit. I don't like this. They fucked it, man. Yeah, they fucked it. And so the next year, I got FIFA 2009. And I stopped getting them in about 2013, something like that. But then when I got my PS4, then I did get a PES two years ago, I think. Mm. And uh, it was all right. It was fine. But the thing is that I only got it because it was really cheap. Yeah. I think it was something like seven ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. And then the next year I got FIFA. <laughs> yeah. I got but, I got I got FIFA, but I got it a few months late. By which time it was like twenty quid or something or twenty five quid. In this day and age, you're probably better off getting games a few months after they come out because yeah. that way you're not participating essentially in the playtest trial where you get to play test somebody's game without being paid for it. In fact, you're paying them. Yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? You know, I mean, they can't, they surely can't be intentionally turning their audience into their testing department. Well, you kind of hope not. That, that would be a really stupid thing to do. Number three, a one two. He touches it on. Oh, there's some rough play. Red card, and rightly so. He's looking for an opening. Here's a chance. Great header. Goal! He scored with a header. International Superstar Soccer 98 on Nintendo 64. It's more than just a game. You've also been playing a game. I have also been playing a game, yeah. And it's shit. (laughs) It is shit, actually. I mean, I, I was quite willing to indulge this and to try and enjoy it but I haven't been able to because it is fundamentally shit. So um, this is Behold the Kickmen, which yeah. is the game made by Size 5 Games uh, and Dan Marshall, mm-hmm. who is somebody who doesn't like football. And I believe it came essentially from a Twitter joke where he was complaining about you know more and more football and how he doesn't care about football and so forth. And then he said, oh, maybe I should make a football game. And egged on. He did make a football game. Yeah. Um, but the problem with it is, and I think it, one of the reasons I wanted to like it is because you took against it quite hard because you thought it was going to be sort of just willful ignorance. Yeah, I mean, I, I things like the pitch being circular... Yep. That's just kind of something that you've made up there. That's not something that comes about from ignorance. Everybody. Yeah, that is just. The football pitch is rectangular. Even if you thought it was square, I would give you that. Yeah, square would be fine. You know. And, you know, there's nine players on the. Everyone knows how many players there are. Yeah. And um, if you don't, then fair enough. But the thing is. I find it impossible to imagine somebody getting as far in to football as wanting to program a game about it that will be appreciably a game of football, even for people who like football. Yeah. You're, you, you're going to have to find out some stuff 
it may even change your mind. You may even have an epiphany. I mean, it just kind of felt um, a bit performative to me. I mean, I, you know, I could sit down with, say, my wife and she would, she probably doesn't know how many people there are on a football team. She knows, she does actually know nothing about it. But if she, if you were to sit down and ask her to write a video game about it, she would get basic things like the shape of the pitch roughly right. Well, yeah, you'd do your due diligence, wouldn't you? But what, of course, they've done here is make it a virtue that he doesn't know anything about. Yeah, and that's why I think it's a little bit performative. And I also, when I went and looked at his Twitter, I found his attitude to be contemptuous. And, uh, and <laughs> frankly, a little bit superior in tone and I might be getting that wrong you know he might be misrepresenting himself on social media or maybe I went looking for it we've all done you know I would be genuinely interested in seeing what somebody who didn't know anything about football um would do with a football video game if they actually did it without any thought given to being performative or any of that well yeah it, it, just do it in in good faith and, and in good, good faith grace. and with you know with, with respect to the people who watch it etc that sort of game could actually turn out to be very interesting because it would be a game that had maybe been painted with rather broad strokes. Yeah, like I say, I think it would be interesting to watch, you know, how are we perceived from the outside? I have very little idea because, on the whole, I'm polite enough not to talk about it. But Behold the Kickmen is in your face. Yeah, and... It is. It deliberately uses the wrong nomenclature for things. It's got a tacked on sort of story mode based on your star striker's father and also as well as that it's interminable and insufferable to get your team up to the required level admittedly you don't have to do it this way you can start from a a more solid foundation but if you play the full version of the game you have to build up all of your team's skills. And that takes a lot of time. You're not building up skills unless you're winning. So you have to win five games, for example, before all of your players are able to sprint, pass, tackle properly, um, jink while they're running, and and other basic skills. Yeah. And until you've got those, you're not really going to get anywhere. It's because it's hard. But as soon as you come up against any other team who've a little bit more established, they are just going to take you to school. And the only thing you can hope for is that the completely inept goalkeepers will do you a favour. You might accidentally, you know, they might accidentally score two own goals. Yeah. Which is something you can do if you score from far enough out, you get two. Yeah counted to your score which you know again I don't mind it but at the same time it's just it's sort of the thing uh, is right the thing agree it's an egregious sort of football shit yeah, isn't the it? thing <laughs> is that there are people and we all know them and you and I both personally know them and I know that we do who make it a, like a character trait you know it's like like <laughs> yeah, a branch yeah. of their personality yeah being anti yeah. everyone knows everyone knows somebody yeah. like that i think although we that they, they will take the contrary position yeah. simply and that that will do yeah me. and it's like that's I'll fine take, I'll... you do you you know i don't go around criticizing your leisure activities you know or your no. job <laughs> It's um, it's it's always surprising to and and to hear it, and 
And this is after a lifetime of it, you know. I've learnt how to sniff these people out. I can t- I felt I've got quite a good radar for it. <laughs> well, but actually, that's probably a marketable device that you've got there if you yeah. can just harness yeah. it into a... Yeah, but no, like I say, there was just something kind of just contemptuous about it. And it's a shame... Because because shame, I'd be yeah. genuinely interested to see. Oh yeah, I'd be interested to see a game that was painted in broad strokes by somebody who didn't really understand it. Because it would be better than this. Yeah. Because yeah. they have deliberately taken certain choices that are um they're just mean spirited. There are plenty of ways in which you can satirise football. Trust me. Yeah. There are plenty of ways in which you can, but it's not satire to just effectively be going, look at those stupid, look at that stupid thing I don't like. Yeah, that that's that. I mean, not I satire. like football. I like video games, and when I'm playing a football video game, it's not about football so much as it is about video games. That's video game time, yeah. and it's not a good video game. It is lousy. I, I saw a review. The a PC Gamer Review gave it 26%. Right. Gameplay sluggish. Goalkeeper's extreme ineptitude is the only thing that uh, gives that, that allows you to score. The game's humour is smug and run through a filter of mild superiority. Oh, well, complex. there you go, then. <laughs> was, the story was mode is not insightful or funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm right. Okay. Yeah, I feel... Vid- but even even positive reviews of it, like Engadget did a uh, an interview with, yeah, and even their review that featured the the interview with the creator pointed out that the worst part of the game was the actual gameplay, yeah, and that's no way to, that's no way to make a no, game. No, not if you yeah, not if you're taking money off people for it. I would happily play a game that was all about hating football if it was a good game, yeah. If it was a really, really fun game, yeah, I, I could, I could easily suspend my, you know, interest in football and really sock it to the man. I mean, I suppose in a way, speedball is a bit like that, isn't it? It's an anti-football game. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. With very, very similar kind of, broadly speaking, similar kind of rules to. Well, football, there, yeah, but... there's loads of games that are a bit like it. Um. Yeah, Rocket League. Yeah, for Rocket example. League is the obvious one, and Rocket League is a fantastic game. You know, it's it's become yeah. one of my favourite games of all time. We were going to finish by trying to come up with some ideas for the future game developers. What is it that we want? Because, I mean, we've got FIFA. FIFA's not going anywhere. That's there. If you want to play a game of football, play FIFA. Okay, I, because they if, are routinely. If you're excellent. gonna expand into all this extra memory that you've got on a PS5 and a PS6, PS7, whichever. Yeah. Wow. You know, and if you're gonna if you're gonna really go for it, then I need this game to either have a a, a mode which is a full open world. Um, yeah, that is that that is tempting. Or yeah. for it to be uh, to give me access for any team from any point in history to play each other or in their respective leagues from that time. Yeah, a bit of historical thing that would be great you know, as well. You, you yeah. add um, every iteration of that team, all their stats from the eighteen nineties or whatever. Don't worry so yeah. much about the, you know, yeah. Actually, put in all the grounds as well. You've probably got space to do it, and all the balls, yeah. of course. Yeah, the whole and all all of the yeah, goals, the whole lot. I want the whole lot. So you know, so yeah, you do full texture, yeah, full texture. So you know, you do that, and but like I say, I would probably settle for a full open kind of. Just a Sam, fully yeah, realised world yeah, of football. Mode. And I don't know what it would look like or what it would have to look like to satisfy me. I don't know whether you'd have like a career option where you could play for a club and 
you know, then it will just you might get contract offer from anywhere and you could end up going there or not going there. But effectively, you just have the career of a professional footballer. And that obviously, that's where you can really use the open world to its fullest Yeah, extent. I mean, they had a go, didn't they, a couple of years ago with something like that. Or a f- maybe maybe it's yeah. more like a few years ago now. But they had a go with something like that, and I don't think it quite worked. But um, they've kind of shied away from it now. Obviously, it's, it's all is it Ultimate Team? Is that what it's called on FIFA? I think it's something like that. Yeah, there's always yeah, something. I, I, I don't ever get involved in any of that stuff. I don't play these games online really. Um, I play single player matches in the leagues or I'll do a career of a player in single player and that works just fine for me well yeah that's exactly what I I do and from that end I would like to see a game that as as we were just saying about the the downfall of Behold the Kickmen I want to see a game that's painted with broader strokes with more difference yeah I mean yeah yeah. I want to see I want to see a game where each team is a real motley crew of individuals. Each one has got a special skill, for example, that you can use once a match, be it an extraordinarily hard tackle, the sort of tackle that would leave your skeleton outside of the rest of your body. Okay, yeah. And of course, you can do that on a on a computer game you can make a cartoon if you want it football doesn't need to be as serious as gaming makes it yeah. but at the same time in making football not serious you don't have to lose football because football is extremely funny and i think that i would like to see a game where you know, the goalkeeper could clear a couple of pitches with the goal kick if they Yeah, wanted. I mean, I think... Or someone could run so fast that you could barely see... I mean, it. I think there's space for that happening. And I think there is space for it to be successful. And it may already be happening on mobile. Which, you know, Fucking I have to be. say is my one kind of gaming blind spot, which I, I know... Now, that 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 is gaming yeah, for the I kids. I know next to nothing. About mobile gaming. Mobile gaming. You know, it, but it's it's a massive market, you know. It's 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 it definitely work, yeah. a massive market, but I it's not one that I know anything about. I think there is the space for it. And the problem, of course, at the end of the day, is that how furiously expensive it is to make console games nowadays. You know, that's why well, there's only true. two left. Because at the start of the 21st century, football clubs and leagues and what have you started clamping down on their IP. So the rival games stopped being able to use the um, the real names of the clubs and all the rest of it. Uh, and in conjunction with that, the systems became more complicated. Uh, the development times became longer for the games, the amount of money that it costs to make a triple A game, it requires a triple A company to make it. At the end of the day, these games cost tens of millions of pounds to make. FIFA employs, I think it's thousands of people. I think that they probably by this point have their own citadel in which FIFA is made. Oh, I've got to look it up before I say anything stupid. (laughs) EA in total employs 11,000 people. I've got a feeling that I saw that it was something like 1,000 or 2,000 people working on FIFA. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Um, all I remember is that my mind was blown by how many people that was to produce this one video game. And that's why it's so mm. good. And it is. It well, is yeah. really good. That's the thing. It is really And the good. thing is that it's easy, you know. The licenses are all there. Everybody looks like they should do. They they should have a ground for every team in it. You know, they shouldn't have these generic grounds. But the generic grounds are decent. They look they look yeah, yeah. right for the teams that they're paired with. It's true. I mean it would be nicer to have that full immersion. Well, the number is growing, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, all, it, it yeah, will I catch mean, up. You know, you've already got 
all 20 Premier League clubs and probably half the championship. Yeah. Because what happens is that, you know, the, the reason why they don't do it is the time and the expense and the cost. But every time a team goes into the Premier League, well, they keep it when they go back down again. Why not? Yeah. So the number is always going up. Every team, time a new team gets promoted, then a new team's ground will go into the FIFA pile and, you know, you'll be able to use that, that team's ground for it. And there's a couple even further down than that. I think Sunderland's ground is in it. I think the stadium and line is in it. So they do go down to League One for for a couple of them, you know. So I, but so at my time in life, and I feel like I say this almost every week on this goddamn podcast. At my time in life, I want to take it easy. I want things to be easy. Yeah. Just served up nice. Yeah. A little platter. It's, whilst tinkering is fun, when it comes to video games, I just want to sit down and play a bloody video game. It's why I don't, but it's why I've never bought a gaming PC. You know, mm. I don't want to spend my whole life fiddling with it. Which everybody who has a gaming PC has to do, you know. It's true. A lot of fettling going on there. I switch my PS4 on and it just starts working. And then I can play some games and then I can switch it off again. I, I like that arrangement. Except, of course, I can't get a fucking PS5. Which, yeah. I, you know, the more I think about it, the more I want one. And um, you can't get them for love nor money, still. My idea for... A, this is my absolute ideal world. Money, no object. Development time, no object. Just give it me. Yeah. <laughs> Game that I came up with is called Steve Bruce's Football Goose 2000. Oh, Jesus. Now, that's quite a long title, but allow me to explain. Steve Bruce, that's self-explanatory. Football, it's a football game. Goose rhymes with Bruce. We'll find a way of including the goose in the game. 2000 refers to the number of games that you can play. Because it is a full Steve Bruce simulator. His entire playing and management career. His entire playing career. Now, I looked into it. Steve Bruce's playing career uh, was 926 games. Yeah. Com- everything included. Yeah. Uh, he scored 113 times, which is quite a lot for a defender. So... As well as that, let's say you've got 74 other games in there, friendly. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, Boy Scout games, games for the Walls End Boys Club that he played okay. for, as did Peter Beardsley. But what can you do? Can you do better than Steve Bruce? Can you win an England cap? Can you manage a team to win the Premier League? So there would be, obviously, it would it would dovetail with the actual real-life career of Steve Bruce, but then it would also allow you to change things, to make to make a change, if... make, make a big move, hold off of a tackle and maybe not break your nose so many times. There would obviously be a fully functional Steve Bruce face that your character would yeah, have. Yeah, but no one's going to want to buy that. <laughs> well, I would. Just you. <laughs> Steve, well, just think about think because you've got a thousand games to play as a player. You've got a thousand games as a manager. But there's what else you could include: lifestyle sections, marriage, yeah, children. But... There could be a bit where you have to pump Steve Bruce's <laughs> wife. Jesus, <laughs> his literary career. But no, no, there's a there, look. I'll put it this way, right? Yeah, yeah. If you were talking about Lionel Messi. Or Cristiano oh, Ronaldo. Well, that would be a very dark game. That then that would be marketable. You know, Lionel Lionel Messi Simulator 2000. Steve well, Bruce didn't get enough credit as a player. I don't. So think. yeah, but no one cares about that. <laughs> Steve Bruce is sixty years old. You have to be middle aged to be able to remember him as a player now. As indeed I am. Yeah, I mean... And I remember know. him very fondly as a player, personally. Yeah, and I, mean, I would I, love to play as Steve Bruce. I mean, I, I, I get that football isn't a kid's thing anymore because it also applies to a, such a large number of adults now. 
but that doesn't mean that you should be aiming games at people who last kicked a football more than 20 years ago. Uh, I wrote down here that it, you could include his plumbing apprenticeship because he nearly didn't make it as a professional footballer. So there could be an avenue in the game where you actually are the plumber at the Swan Hunter shipyard in Newcastle. So, hang on a minute. <laughs> so, that one, until it gets shut down, obviously so, by the Tories. So if you... You have to go on the game. (laughs) So let me get this straight. Yeah. There's a chance you could get Steve Bruce's football goose and not even play a single football (laughs) match. You play one game. And if if you're turned down at trial, then you end up on the dull. Well, no, you end up as a plumber on the shipyard. Well, no, then I mean, you, then he, you end up on. You the never dock. know. He might. There, there could be other options. Well, he, I mean, he could. If it was a fully open world, he could achieve anything. I mean, especially yeah. with his literary abilities. Yeah, but yeah, but anyway, it's a stupid idea, and you're an idiot. <laughs> Do you know that Steve Bruce was a ball boy at the 1974 League Cup final? Right, <laughs> I found I found that out today that you that could be included in the game. I'm sure there's all sorts of little tidbits uh, that the, yeah, but there uh, Steve are, Bruce are, could help us out with. There are about just about any football, you know. All right, Maradona, Pele, Steve Bruce. Why would you want to be a some geezer from Newcastle with a cauliflower nose? I will take cauliflower head. Uh, and that's one of the reasons it's his cauliflower. Yeah, I look at Pele and Zico, and obviously I don't look at Maradona anymore because that would be very difficult. But when, I, when he was alive, you look at Maradona and then you look at Steve Bruce and you think, how have these people played the same game? What has Steve Bruce been doing? Because, you know, you okay... He was a defender, obviously, but then again, when you yeah, but when you consider the fact that he was playing during the nineteen nineties, Steve Bruce almost certainly earned as much throughout his playing career as yeah. Well, he, he probably did, but I tell you this, he's going to have to spend a lot yeah. more of it getting his face sorted out. Okay, you want a game with multiple different options to change paths in history and to do interesting different things. You want the game to be wild yeah. and a bit fun. What about a Grincher? Well, uh, that would be a lot of fun. I mean, there would certainly be uh, a lot of chasing prostitutes around. Yeah, or Robin Friday simulator. Robin Friday. So there you go. Uh, You know, there's loads of options. There are loads. Well, the fundamental Steve Bruce ness of it. Well, maybe, uh, maybe what they could do, and this is going to be for the future when when the technology catches up. They could have a whole series. You could build the the fundamental sort of skin to it and then, you know, say, right, I want to be Steve Bruce or I want to be Zico or yeah. F- Phil Stamp. And I'll tell you okay. something else who so I'll get to do the commentary on it, right? Nobody's. If, nobody's. I, if I were a games developer now, I would have John Motson and Barry Davis in a studio, non-stop. Just by this point, not even recording names, because, you know, names are getting weirder and weirder and weirder and, and double-barrelled and all sorts. So I would just have them recording diphthongs so that when Barry Davis and John Motson are no more, there is this infinite ability to use their commentary in football games in perpetuity. I mean, we've had this conversation before about how, you know, you can't just preserve the game in aspect. <laughs> no, it, that's just not how it's ever going to work. Well, in a way, though, football video games provide you the opportunity to create these little snapshots and create your little game in a little wobbly brick of aspect. The game will continue to evolve and the video games around them will continue to be about the contemporary rather than the past. I do think that there is space for a game about the past 
I think it has to be a little bit more general interest than the idea of being Steve Bruce for twenty Although that or 30 could be years. that could be a game about the past. Obviously, Steve Bruce's career didn't start until nineteen seventy nine. Well, well, yeah, there you I know. Go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I know. But like I say, if you're going to write that game, then you need to make it about something other than Steve Bruce. No, because no, like I say, negotiable. <laughs> Steve Bruce is non-negotiable. Okay, well, best you come up with the fifty million quid that it's going to cost to make it. It is, it is going to be expensive. But Steve Bruce's football goose, as I say, goose rhymes with Bruce, and we'll figure that. Maybe as as, in part of the loading, you know, in the old uh, FIFA games where the the game loading screen allowed you to run around and shoot at the goal. Maybe, maybe you could just have a kickabout with a goose in the park. During the loading sequences, that would. I think we've arrived at the end of this podcast. Um, <laughs> Steve, I Tunes. haven't. I haven't got any other business. No, there is no other business. Jamie Vardy didn't even play this week, apart from checking, chucking a petrol bomb through your living room window <laughs> later. Um, you can find me on Twitter at twoht. You can find him at two double zero percent podcast. Two double zero percent pod. Yeah, whatever. That one. That, and that yeah, one. and hit me up with any of your suggestions for different things we can add to this Steve Bruce game that everyone's talking about. Because <laughs> I'm this sure, is... you know, I, I I I am not the man with all the answers. So you certainly, certainly aren't. We'll be back again same time next week. Thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. part of, of your career and you were such an integral part of that very successful side but I understand that, that when you left he gave you a little momentum that you weren't <laughs> expecting yeah he gave me a scouting report going back to when Gillingham played Chesterfield he says I bet you think you have a look at this and he said it was just a match of scouting report on myself Steve Bruce one paced uh, poor on his left hand side um, <laughs> can't head it can't run in my opinion he's a third division player and always will be <laughs> and he gave me that framed <laughs> Some people get a clock or whatever. I got, <laughs> I got a, uh, I got a scouting report on how bad I was, you know. <laughs>